Get daily encouragement sent straight to your inbox with the Jesus Calling Daily Email. This free email highlights select excerpts from Jesus Calling and other titles from Sarah Young, along with a special passage of Scripture to help jumpstart your day. Sign up for free at jesuscalling.com forward slash daily email. I can go through those valleys of shadows of death because I know he's with me. I know he'll comfort me and he can bring good out of any situation. You're just one step of faith away from the miracle that God has for you. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Life has often been compared to running a race. Even the Bible, in the Hebrews among other places, makes this comparison by saying, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Much as a marathon runner relies on their faith to complete a grueling race, or a mountaineer looks to the heavens for strength to conquer a strenuous climb, our faith can provide a source of strength and motivation to endure life's challenges, pushing one's limits beyond perceived boundaries. With unwavering passion and determination, eight-time American Ninja Warrior finalist and competitor Daniel Gill shares how his relationship with the Lord has helped him push through some of the toughest challenges, both mental and physical. Professional tennis player and deaf world championship winner Brad Minns lost his hearing at the age of three and shares the challenges that brought when entering the world of tennis and how he found strength to defy the odds. Let's begin with Daniel's story. My name is Daniel Gill, and I'm an eight-time national finalist and competitor on American Ninja Warrior. My early years were full of just joy, full of great leaders, full of different pastors and ministers that were there to be role models and leaders in my life. And I gave my heart to the Lord as a kid, you know, believing that Jesus was who he said he was, did what the Bible says that he did. And invited him to, to rule and reign in my heart. But, you know, it wasn't until my, you know, high school years where the rubber really met the road for me. That was really when I took ownership and responsibility of my walk with the Lord. And I said, God, I don't want to just live off of my family's faith, my parents' faith, my pastor's faith. This is going to be my walk with you. And from that point on, the Lord just took me on the most incredible journey because I've been an athlete my whole life, played about every sport possible. I was always getting in trouble for climbing on things and climbing over things and, you know, climbing through trees and fences and all kinds of things. And it wasn't until I was chasing wholeheartedly, fully and completely after my walk with the Lord that these relationships and these doors began to open for what I feel like God had purposed for my life all along. It was while I was at a two-year Bible college during my high college years that a friend of mine in that tiny, tiny classroom said, hey, I got a job you might be interested in. And sure enough, it was at a ninja gym here in Houston, the only one. And I was like, okay, Lord, if, if you're going to open this door, then I'm going to use it for you. And that's kind of how I got into American Ninja Warrior in the first place. It was literally just a byproduct of chasing after Jesus. I come alive in the lights. And so competing on the show and training for the show are two very difficult things because what you see on television is the very first time that we touch any of those courses and people are surprised to hear that 
we know there's going to be like some steps that you run across. We know there's going to be a salmon ladder, the bar that you jump up the rungs. We know there's going to be like a warped wall that you run up, but all the other obstacles in between, we have no idea what those are going to be until the day of competition. And we don't even get to touch them until our actual course run. So there's no sport more difficult or more humbling than the sport of OCR, which is obstacle course racing and Ninja. But I love that. I love testing myself, pushing myself to the limits, and so do most of the other competitors there. I've been both a competitor and a performer for so many years, whether as an athlete or as a you know theater performer. And for me, my mindset personally is one that before I even step up to the starting line to run my race, I have already run that course in my head probably a hundred different times. And as I'm visualizing that course and running through every motion, every movement, every swing, every step that I'm going to take, where my hand placement is going to be, what the texture and the circumference of each thing that I'm going to grab onto is going to feel like, for me, I want it to feel as natural. I want it to feel as like second nature that I've done it before. The better you are at visualization, the better your performance is going to be. The mindset that I have is, okay, you've done this before. You have a plan. You are so set, solid, and secure in what it is that you're here to do. You don't have to second guess yourself, Daniel. I'll put the blinders on, (laughs) block out all the noise, block out the lights, block out the cameras, block out the audience, and I'll, I'll put a smile on my face from ear to ear because as an athlete and more so as a Christian, I'm grateful for every single opportunity to be there. I don't take it for granted and I say, Lord, I stand at the starting platform and I pray every single round. I lift my hands up and I say, God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for another opportunity to do something that I love so much, something that makes me come alive, but also something that I know will affect those who are watching it. So God, give me the grace right now. Give me the ability to do what I I believe I've trained physically to do. I'm, I'm capable, but God, whatever happens, whether I hit a buzzer with the fastest time, or if I fall and fail and get to show an example of what it looks like to get back up, Lord, give me the grace to do that today. And I pray that and literally the the anxiety, the the nerves (laughs) literally clicks or switches and turns into like this excitement and this anticipation for what it is that I'm doing. And yes, I'm going to try to go the distance. I'll give it everything that I've got. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't find my identity in Ninja Warrior. I don't find my identity in anything that I do. I find my identity in my walk with the Lord. And with that being so secure, so founded on Jesus. Gosh, come what may, I can face any trial, any tribulation. We all know the blood, sweat, and tears, and the effort, and the frustrations and disappointments that go into being a, a ninja athlete. And so we all want the best for each other. The community of athletes and, and people that are there, I mean, are some of the most incredible people that I've, I've ever met. And, you know, we come from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. I mean, 10 years I've been involved in the sport of Ninja and eight seasons competing on it. And it's just been such a joy to have this community and to have a voice in the community too, which is the, the success that God has blessed me with. And of course, I've worked hard, but to watch, you know, as a, a man of faith be known, you know, as the, the worship leader on the show, but have so many people say, wow, Daniel, like you've been 
consistent in the way that you talk, consistent in the way that you act, consistent in just the person that you are over the years, you know, what is it about you? What is different about you? And I've had so many opportunities to get to share my faith, to even pray for people. And it's been such a joy because the community is really what makes the show what it is. When I first began competing on the show, the goal, the dream was, well, Lord, if I just get on the show, that'll be enough. That'll be amazing. I'll have this incredible testimony. And then I did so well my first year that then my goals began to shift. And I said, Lord, I, I just got rookie of the year. And this felt great. I wasn't as nervous. I think I can go the distance. Lord, I want to win. And it took so many years of, of getting further and then falling, going even further the next year and then falling and up to, to six years. And I made it all the way to the final round to, to stage four, Mount Midoriyama, that rope climb. And I remember climbing it thinking like, God, whatever happens, I trust you with the results and the outcomes. I'm not going to make this be a crisis of faith for me if it doesn't turn out the way that I want. I lost by just three seconds and I was devastated but it had zero effect on my walk with the Lord. I said, okay, God, here's the deal. Lord, this will preach really well for one thing, <laughs> because we all fall, we all come up short at times, we all make mistakes. I said, but Lord, the thing that I'm going to share from this experience is that, Lord, if you brought me here once to the final round, Lord, I'll do my part, I'll work hard, I'll prepare my hands for battle. I believe that you'll do it again. So the next year I came back in 2020, trained up, ready to go. They actually, you know, had to push back the season about three different times because of the worldwide pandemic that was happening. But every time I went to the Lord in prayer, he said, train, do what I told you to do. Because I wasn't getting another answer. I was like, God, what do I do? Do I do something else? Because my livelihood is competing and, and doing events and nothing changed. I didn't hear anything different. So I said, okay, God, I'll just do what you told me to do, which is be ready, be ready. So then after about a three month delay, they called out of the blue and said, hey, we're having a season in two weeks. I hope you're ready, good luck. <laughs> and I went out there and I was ready and I, I, I won season 12 of American Ninja Warrior. The doors began to open to then, you know, speak at schools, talk about overcoming obstacles, anti-bullying, talk about, you know, uh, holistic health and wellness. Then doors began to open in churches to get to preach the gospel and, and lead worship. And then doors began to open to do all these other things, even now writing several books and creating content and resources using the platform that I have to then spread the message of hope and salvation, the gospel of Jesus. And it has been so, so incredible to watch God fulfill all these other desires in my life, these things that make me come alive, just using the platform of American Ninja Warrior. So from, from Jesus Listens, the devotional, I'm going to read from April 22nd. It says, Dear God, help me to be strong and courageous, trusting that you will be with me no matter what happens. I've learned that I can choose to be strong and courageous even when I'm feeling very weak. However, the weaker I feel, the more effort it takes for me to make this choice. If I focus on myself and my problems, my courage melts away. But if, through eyes of faith, I see you on the path ahead, beckoning me on one step at a time, I am strengthened. The choice to be bold rests in my confidence that you are with me and for me. Amen. 
I use every opportunity that I have to to bring about encouragement, to inspire people, to point people to the calling that God has on their life. We each have people that are looking towards our life, whether it's our families, our children, our, our co-workers or our peers. We have people that are looking at our lives and that's not to bring about pressure, but it's to say that God has called us to be examples in this world to those around us. But it means that we have to be focusing fully on Jesus, like Hebrews says, the author and the finisher of our faith. And so whatever obstacles that you will face in life as a listener, whether you might be dealing with something, you know, physical or maybe an obstacle that is emotional, like anxiety, sadness, fear, whatever, or even these mental obstacles that try to stop us, the fear of stepping out in faith, the fear of reaching out on a limb to go where God is leading us or prompting us. We can't let these things stop us. We can't let these obstacles dictate or define who we're going to be in this life. God has big plans. To learn more about Daniel and keep up with his American Ninja Warrior journey, follow him on social media and be sure to check out his new book, Kingdom Ninja, a warrior's guide to physical, mental, and spiritual health. Stay tuned to Brad Min's story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for a special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Our next guest is professional tennis player and deaf world championship winner, Brad Minns. Brad shares about losing his hearing, finding a love for the sport of tennis, the journey to winning championships, and dedicating his life to God when faced with obstacles. My name is Brad Minns. Um, I've been a tennis professional in the Orlando area for the last 30 plus years. I've also done some personal training and modeling, and uh, I wrote a book, Never Give Up. I lost my hearing at uh, three years old when I got sick to the uh, high fever. And, um, you know, my parents wanted me to read lips and speak orally instead of Stein. So they put me in hearing school. They set me up with a speech therapist so that I could practice uh, speaking out loud and pronouncing my words. And one of the things my mother had me do a lot after school was to read books out loud to the family. 
So my family support was very important to me. And um, along the way, my mother, she loved tennis and she wanted me to learn to play tennis. She thought it would be a confidence booster, a way for me to socialize with people. Um, but, you know, when I was younger, I had this big hearing aid on my chest that ran through my shirt and into my ears. I was different. I wanted my hair to be long to cover the, uh, the you know, the hearing aids. And I didn't want to go out and I uh, just felt out of place because I was the only one with hearing aids. They would always say, you know, I, you, know you gotta get out there and you know, face your uh, challenges and, and learn how to uh, deal with those kind of situations. So I started playing tennis and I was the first one on the tennis court. I took lessons and uh, I tried to get better. And so we would go to tournaments on the weekend. We would pack up the car and drive here and there, weekend after weekend. I would lose in the first round and come home and uh, go back to the practice court, try to get better. And this just went on for years and years until one day my mom and I were at the uh, mall and there was a book written by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was called The Education of a Bodybuilder. And that was when I started lifting weights, learning how to set goals, learning how to uh, have a vision for the future, how I wanted to look, and I started getting more self-confident and winning tennis matches after reading that book. Winning became a way of life. And I just loved to win. I didn't like to lose. And so I would keep working out, getting stronger mentally, physically, and my game improved. Um, so I got into bodybuilding, and, uh, played number one singles at uh, my high school, number one singles in college, got a scholarship. And uh, so that was how I got started. Playing professional tennis is tough. I mean, even if you're a good college tennis player and decide you want to go on the pro tour, there's so many great tennis players out there and uh, you have to have a great uh, ranking. When I was in college, I was playing up until that point with all hearing people. And I got a newspaper clipping from my coach after practice one day, advertising tryouts for the World Games for the Deaf. And I never heard of such a thing. I never met a deaf person up until that point because I was always playing in the hearing tournament. So I decided to try out for the uh, rural games for the deaf in Gallaudet University. My dad and I went there, and this was the beginning of my um, experience in deaf culture. We got there, we speak, they sign, we couldn't understand each other, and it was a, a very uh, wonderful experience, challenging experience, my experience going into the deaf culture and playing in deaf games known back then as the rule game for the deaf. And now they're called the Deaf Olympics. But I made the team up there. And one of the things they told me you have to do, is you have to take your hearing aids out. And I've never done that before playing tennis. So I'm, I take my hearing aids out and it's like, wow, it's different. Your balance is affected. Your timing is affected. Hearing the ball, uh, come off the strings and it's just a different situation and it's like complete silence. 
it's wild. And it's hard to explain. And you can only experience it, really. But um, I'm playing the defending champion and uh, in this match in the finals of the World Games for the Deaf, you have to win three out of five steps. So I had beaten this guy before in the tryout. I had beaten him in practice before the uh, actual game. And so I thought it would be a pretty easy uh, match. And I found that I was wrong once I started playing in the finals. But and all this time, I'm looking for my parents because they were supposed to be there, looking for them, wondering when they were going to get there. And I find myself, well, on the brink of defeat. And uh, I thought, man, all I have to do is lose one more point and it's over. The guy had so many match points. It seemed like an impossible situation. I didn't know what to do. You know what I did? I decided to say a little prayer, a three-word prayer. And I said, God, help me. And uh, now that I said a prayer, I left the rest to God. And uh, so I came back and won the match. What I've done is taken all those habits that I've learned from tennis and bodybuilding, and I apply them to my spiritual life. I get up, I put God first. There's physical training and there's spiritual training. The physical training has some value, but spiritual training has far greater value because it has benefits not just in this life, but the life to come. And so every morning, you know, I come, I used to get up and go work out, you know, and have a strict regimen, discipline. Well, now I get up, I sit in my chair, and I open up the Bible, and I read the Bible, and uh, I just sit there and I listen and I pray and uh, put God first. And it's a great lifestyle. Because the peace of God is uh, the greatest thing, the joy of the Lord, the peace of God. He gives us strength, He gives us courage, He gives us everything we need to get through this life. We all have a gift that God created us for to use while we're here on this earth to do what He wants us to do. The only way you're going to use that gift to the maximum is to put God first and let Him have total control of your life. To learn more about Bradman's, Check out the new movie about his life, Never Give Up. If you'd like to hear more stories about navigating life's obstacles, check out our interview with Don Wickstrom. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we'll hear from Pastor Ed and Lisa Young, who vulnerably share about the tragic and unexpected loss of their young daughter, Lee Beth, and how they've felt God's presence through their heartache. When we became followers of Christ until this point, you know, you teach the Bible, you live out the Bible, but when it comes to something really hard, how does that play out with your faith? Thanks for listening to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Every week we'll bring you stories from people who share their journeys of faith and how prayer and a relationship with God transformed their lives. Be sure to follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us a review so others can be inspired weekly by these stories of faith. Finally, you can find encouragement, resources, and more on the Jesus Calling website at JesusCalling.com.